table. Welcome to DNA Sports Talk. This is Don the D and DNA. This is Ace of the A and DNA. Where we come to you live each and every Monday, 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. On WWEAM 1100, iRadio Now, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio. Where we bring the facts about sports. If you don't agree, say so. Welcome to DNA Sports Talk. This is Don the D and DNA. What's going on? This is Ace of A and DNA. We're bringing the facts about sports. You don't agree? Say so. Call in 404 is the number to call in. Also live on Periscope as well as Facebook. Uh, get your thoughts, comments, questions on our topics today. Of course, we're going to recap the Super Bowl. Congratulations, Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, the Australian Open finished up. Um, they had the waste management tournament out in Phoenix, one of the best golf tournaments, we'll get into that, um, NBA to discuss as well, and on a brighter note this week, yeah, a little brighter, a little brighter, a little, 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 little brighter, a little brighter, and because it was kind of weird this week, it didn't kind of feel like a Super Bowl because of Kobe's passing, I think a lot of people were obviously in a somber mood. Even Shaq to the point where he initially wasn't going to have his party. I believe Friday was supposed to be the date, but he went ahead and had it and decided to donate the proceeds See to, to the, the families. families that were involved. And speaking of which, Vanessa Bryant decided they have to clean up the stuff around Staples Center, all the gifts and memorabilia that people left. She wants it all to come to her, and then they're going to go through it and keep some of the stuff. So. Real, real class uh, acting taste with that right there. Um, going back to the Super Bowl, again, congratulations to the Kansas City Chiefs. They had both teams come out to the 24-yard line before the game began and had a uh, tribute to Kobe and his daughter Gigi, as well as the other um, seven members that were on the plane that lost their lives tragically in that. And then the kickoff began, and for all intents and purposes, it seemed like Francisco was going to have this game. Well, they played the game. The game played out just the way you wanted to script it. I mean, we talked about it briefly last week, and I, you know, I brought up the point that I didn't think I didn't think San Fran's going to be able to stop that offense because it's that potent. But what you wanted to do was have them kick field goals instead of touchdowns. So True. even though the miscue as far as some play calling and clock management for San Fran at the end of the first half. To still go into halftime, tie 10-10. It's, it's a it's a it's a zero zero game. Obviously, coming out of halftime. Okay. So, if you're gonna tell me with that potent offense that's basically been averaging forty some odd points the last two playoff games, I'm at 10-10. Uh, you're good. I, I'm good. I think so. So, the, so I the, believe anybody would have taken that. Yeah. But. Uh, the flip side of that is in each of the postseason games, they've been down. 
Well, they so, got they they got they got to that point. They they, they early third, but I'm but yeah. saying first half. Yeah, down yeah, yeah, yeah. Seventeen was 17-7 at one point against Tennessee. Twenty-four zero against Houston. You know what I mean? But even so, in both, even in both those games though, they've gone into that Houston game. Even me, even though being down twenty-four zero, they went into halftime twenty-eight twenty-four. Right. So they did come back. They they haven't Correct. gone into halftime down and, and more, trailing. More well, they did in the Tennessee. Okay, my bad. But Seven, I'm saying. 17s or whatever. 17, 16. You know what I mean? Okay. Like, nothing. So, it was comfortable. That was comfortable for Kansas City. I just, I thought all momentum, again, was in favor of San Fran being 10-10 with that potent offense. You pretty much had bottlenecked all their wide receivers. You turned them into a run team, and you were saying, hey, if you're going to score on us tonight, you got to come up with a constant – 9, 10, 11, 12 play drives, which which was the the, the, the formula to, to, to win the to game. To win the game, right. Now, looking at that end of the second quarter, that's when we saw the decision-making of Kyle Shanahan falter. Uh, you're up. I'm, well, at that point, yes, it's still 10-10. You're going to get the ball back with possibly a minute and 47 seconds. And you have all three timeouts, and you chose not to take a timeout. And you could see um, Lynch who is the GM. Everybody like, in the stadium say, take a time out. You got three. It wasn't like you had one and you're like, ah, I don't know if I want to use this now. We'll what see good, how the what, what good is going to do me if I use and it now? If I yeah. use it now. So it drops all the way down to 59 seconds. You get the ball at the 20-yard line. And then that was like the huge brain fart because at that point, you go down the field, you get at least three is a good possibility. Oh, you try. You try. Yeah. And if it doesn't work out, then, you know, you punt mm-hmm. the ball away or you turn over on downs and you go in 10-10. But to give yourself a better chance than what it ended up being yeah. was one of the reasons why the final score ended up being what it was. Well, that's one, that's one checkbox one check that we're going to – I know you're going to have a who you blame the more. So that's one checkbox check. <laughs> on Kyle Shanahan that got you He's, scratching your head. That starts the slice of the pie yeah, 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 as far yeah. as um, mm-hmm. why things went the way they went. Now, looking at that final drive, Kittle obviously uh, made a great catch. And we were talking beforehand, it was pass interference. It was offensive pass interference. Had he only had the little chicken wing and pushed off, that doesn't get called because that's a lot harder to see. But when you're blatantly have a full arm reach stretched out, that's a lot easier to call. And I do believe the cornerback sold it a little bit by by pushing his head yeah. back to show, hey, he's pushing off. And that's why it got called. Now, we'll give credit to the officiating crew and uh, across the board. I think that was one of the best officiating games that we've seen in a while because the refs didn't make it about them as we've seen over the, uh, the course of the year. The, the, the Patriots-Eagles Super Bowl, the refs didn't, you know, that, that was pretty that was much really clean good. cut. Yeah, I mean. Well, I'm saying that because it was five out of seven black referees. But oh, I, mean, I yeah, digress. You know, it's black history, too. You know <laughs> it is black history. Black history. Well, black, I mean, the NFL your, made it such your, a big deal. That's your black history moment for y'all to understand. <laughs> well, the NFL made such a big deal to let us know because otherwise – it would have just been a, a moot point as to who the yeah. refs were outside the head referee who had some bad calls previously. Correct. Outside of him, you know, if it's not Ed Hockley or, you know, someone else, it goes as a non-factor until the refs make it about themselves yeah. 
through some very bad calls or whatever. But for the most part, they let them play. What it was probably what seven calls total, maybe. I'm gonna say maybe eleven, but San Fran's gonna argue. Out of them, 11, seven went against them. <laughs> um, but, you know, I think if you want to talk about the fishy, the, the biggest cause of the game was, one, the Kittles, you know, was that or not passing the fans. I think most people are happy with that, uh, unless you were a Saints fan. Um, the passing the fans in the end zone in the fourth quarter, but right. no one's complaining about that, but that's just a big call. That's a big call. It's right, a big it's call. a big call. It's a big call, but it was but the proper, it's the right call. It's the right call. So because nobody you have to turn your head around and play the ball. I just turn half of your body around, and I don't think that's called. Yeah. But, but to completely you run them over, basically. Them over. Um, and then whether or not uh, Williams scored a touchdown. touchdown. But it I mean, got, it's the bang. It got reviewed. It, it's the bang bang play. And, and it got reviewed. If it got called one way, it would have stayed that way. The other way. It was so, enough to overturn yeah. it either way. So just three, to me, three big calls. Three big calls, but all of them right. Egregious, though. All of them right. And you don't walk away scratching your head like, what in the world or whatever. Yeah, right. So. And uh, now what got me from the beginning of the game when Kansas City won the toss and said that they would defer to the second half. And then he asked. I mean, San Francisco said they wanted the tails, won a toss. They said they would defer the second half. Then he turned and asked Kansas City, do you want the ball? They just deferred. I'm about like to say, but they, the other team said they deferred. Why and, are you and, asking, do you want the ball? Everybody got nerves. But I mean, but, but, I mean, but maybe. <laughs> he asked it but, again. But maybe. Because like, you, but, but, you could tell they were like, um, they just won the toss. We're finna get the ball now because they won the toss. I would have liked to have seen. I'm trying to remember who the captain was. It may have been Mahomes out there. So yeah, uh, we wanted to defer to the second half. Yeah, <laughs> just to see what the ref would have said yeah. at that point. Everybody got nervous. So I, 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 I give him that. <laughs> now, coming into the second half, 10-10, San Francisco with the ball. You go down, and I got to give credit to Jimmy G. He played uh, a good game. We'll get to one or two plays, but not good overall, enough. But a decent but overall, game. Overall, a decent game. For what he was asked to do, for what he had been knocked for, he played a good game because the comparisons were coming down to him or Patrick Mahomes. And anytime you have a big game such as the Super Bowl, it always comes down to a couple of plays that a quarterback has to make. It looked like Mahomes wasn't going to be able to make those plays, especially throwing two interceptions. And especially the last one where it was behind the cheetah. Yeah, well, he was behind him. Got tipped. Got picked off, and it looked like the game probably would have been over at this point. Yeah. 20 to 10, six minutes to go, with a second-best running attack in all of the NFL. Baltimore Ravens were number one. Mm -hmm. San Francisco 49ers were number two. What is your... Kyle Shanahan, who three years ago realized that Okay, maybe I should run the ball. You've had three years to go through replaying, and I'm sure every player, every coach, replays stuff in their mind. What could I have done? What should I have done? Every fan. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure they reminded him of, hey, you remember when this particular place, when this particular place took place and you didn't call this player, you didn't do this. And to have a father who had won two Super Bowls with Denver, Uh, Missed out on one, I think when he was in San Francisco, not with one, but one, two, and so you have that as well in the back of your mind of 
this is what I need to do to win the game. And you refuse to run the ball on third and five. After I give, okay, so Jimmy G missed the, the bomb that probably would have ended the game, possibly. I still would have given Mahomes a chance to probably come down and score or whatever at that point. But Jimmy G missed the pass. Um, what's his name? Had got behind the defense. Sanders. Sanders had got behind the defense. Could have changed the entire Super Bowl round. But it's third and five. Run the ball. You've been getting almost six yards of carry. Well, you was third and five because you ran on first down. You got five, five yards. That's that's how you got the third and five because you right. you ran it on first down. So I'm gonna go back. You brought up the Super Bowl 2016. Falcons fans listening and whatnot. Um, I think everything about 2016 played out in this game as far as Shanahan and he failed on both ends. I feel 20. I feel the Super Bowl 2016 caused him to be conservative at the end of the half. At the end of the first half, I feel all the talk about being aggressive and, you know, foot to the pedal. I thought that played to him being conservative in the first half because of the Super Bowl. You don't think conservative would have been going for, hey, let's get in field goal range as opposed to going for the touchdown being aggressive? I felt being conservative with what he exactly did, let the clock run out with basically a whole minute to go because he still had in his mind of the Super Bowl and you gotta remember, Garoppolo didn't really have a great first half. Garoppolo had he, he had, but he had a better third quarter yeah. throughout the game than he really had in the first half. So he threw an interception in the first half too. So I feel count that in, count. The but sp- that was a uh, I'm a, I'm about to get hit. Let me just throw it deep. It wasn't a it wasn't as bad as um, Mahomes. Interception where he looked like he threw it directly to. Oh him. yeah, I mean it, but it still cost him three points. The defense held him to a field right, goal, right. so he still put. I mean, so I feel you, you you have that going to the first half. You have to me the hangover of the Super Bowl, him being too aggressive, him not you know the game is ten ten. You know he played to his concern. He played against what he would usually do to me because of twenty sixteen, but then he. Then he flipped it though, <laughs> like he, he and, came and right I, back to and, it. And I, but I know I also believe that when he went in there and realized everybody thought he should have called a timeout and and been more aggressive, I thought that played into why he was aggressive when the situation was calling for him to run the ball. So I feel everything about what happened in the Super Bowl played out again in this one just in different ways, and he didn't handle neither situation appropriately. You know what I'm saying? So I. Uh, <laughs> So then you fast forward to the fourth quarter from the first half. I don't – there are certain things, and we talk about this all the time. There are certain things where the time and the situation dictates what you do. No matter what your what the inside, what your gut tells you to do, you know, unless they put 10 men in the box and they got Sanders right, one-on-one, unless they do something, right. you know what I mean? But you They're up – still in the base. Yeah, they, you, up in, you up 10 points, two possessions – Correct. Less than six minutes to go. Run the ball. Second and five. Hand the rock off. Yeah. Because you've been great at second all year. Yeah. If they stop you again, let's just say you get two yards. Now it's thirty-three. Now you can play whatever car. It's gonna be a safe oh, yeah, one. Yeah, you can do a swing play. You can do whatever you want to do. But you shouldn't be trying to get. I would give him credit. It was a good play call on the second and. Yeah, he got what he wanted. He got what he wanted. He got what he wanted. And you and do it. Just didn't, it just didn't work. Yeah, and but you, the third and five, 
that's where the that's when you like okay let's go back that's when you come back to your senses I got right. my one chance I didn't want chance now let me go back to the right. basics let me, let me run this rock let me hand it off let me go into an iPhone major set or whatever what, whatever I mean, hit um, the guy from South Carolina I just lost his name again wide receiver Debo oh yeah yeah had the most rushing yards of a wide receiver in the Super Bowl. Yeah. So what does that tell you? He was figuring out ways he, to get the ball to his hand. So just go back to your bread and butter. Run the ball. We still dealing with Kansas City, which is I don't care. They are what they are. Granted, they may have had a couple of. I, I really don't think the defense came up and stopped the run against Tennessee. Tennessee stopped their own self. I feel they didn't really stop the run against San Fran. I feel like San Fran stopped themselves by. Well, you know, in the Tennessee game. At that point, when Kansas City gets up, gets up by that many points, you have to start matching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Score for score, which but, is what you don't want it but, to happen. But, but Kansas, the but, same with, with San Francisco. Yeah, but 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 Tennessee, Tennessee, same with San Fran. There were chances in the game where you did not have to put the ball into the quarterback's hand. You didn't have to put the ball in, in Tennessee's for, for Tannehill. You didn't have to put the ball in Tannehill's hand in the first quarter when you were running on them and you had a chance to go up 21-0. You decided to put the ball in Tannehill's hand for whatever lower reason <laughs> and you wind up 17-0 instead of, you know what I mean? Right. Same thing here with Garoppolo. There were times where not maybe getting a touchdown, but you had time to get a first down, eat more of the clock, um, and you decided to put the ball in Garoppolo's hand instead of putting the ball into a, a myriad of ways of running the ball that you just said a wide receiver having the most yards from scrimmage as a, as a running back, as you know. Running, so for, for rushing, and you decided to go deep. With, with, you, you decided to go deep with 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 Garoppolo, not once but twice. I don't I don't understand that. At at what point, as a coach, do you realize? Let me go back to the basics. When you arrogant, go back to making it simple. When you arrogant. <laughs> and 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 I'm and I'm gonna I'm gonna hang I'm gonna say the same thing about about Andy Reid. You go back and look at Andy Reid early in his career. Andy Reid was arrogant. Andy Reid would throw the ball around 1,900 times with uh, McNabb and them. But he had more of a passing attack at that point. But he still which has kind of this is similar to what he has in Kansas City. More of a passing attack than a running attack. Now, of course, you have to run the ball to win, which is what they did. Which he never did, and he never did in playoff scenarios in Philadelphia. He never really truly turned around and hand the rock off and run the ball and say, hey, you know what, we'll take our chances with the pass when it when it when it, when it, presents, uh, when it presents itself. What well, that's the th- when he you did that in this game, which surprised me. So he learned. How that's many chances and that's why I said I can put when I call he'd been to one Super Bowl. But he'd been to one, nine but he'd been to nine NFC and AFC championship games where he learned it though. That's why I'm saying when I say I'm calling um um Shanahan arrogant not just because I'm a bitter Redskins fan. Yes, you are. But I'm also it, it, it is because you're a bitter Redskins. Well, part of it. But I'm also I'm also I'm also I can I can put that label on Andy Reid early in his career as well. When you 21 seasons as a coach. But you know what? The one thing though that I, I've seen with all the post game and even the other former players is that they were all happy that. He yeah, won. everybody's happy you won. I'm just saying when you when, when you get older, sometimes you sometimes you, you do one or two things. Arrogant play calling because yeah. it's never been an arrogant type person. Yeah. Arrogant and play call. Yeah, I'm not. I, you know, I think Shanahan's arrogant in person too. You think he's but, <laughs> but as far as play calling goes, I think jerk. yeah, <laughs> yeah, that too. <laughs> Him and his daddy. Yeah. <laughs> that, that too. Uh, um, 
<laughs> so I feel he hasn't learned in three years. He has, you know, other person I would call that too, and people can go back and look at it. It's the reason why he's back in college and not in the pros anymore. Chip Kelly, Chip Kelly. another jerker who's a, who's a jerk off that, uh, um, who was the head coach of Notre Dame and was the offensive coordinator in New England and then went to um, Big Boy. Um, Weiss. Yeah, Charlie Weiss. Charlie Weiss. You get you get you you get certain guys where you can tell when they the offensive coordinator they think that they are well, supremely above the they are better than the man that they are playing against and I get that feeling with Shanahan he doesn't respect the people across from him and I'm not saying you know it's competitive sport but you should have yeah you gotta have some, some kind of some kind of info about you but he also doesn't even respect the clock the the game <laughs> scenarios situations. In that, I, I agree, because at some point in during the game, I'm sure somebody had to say, hey, let's run the ball here. And it takes a, a, a great leader to listen to someone else and say, okay, let's do it this way. And I would think that he would have learned that again three years ago when he made the call, and I don't know, Dan Quinn, of course, ultimately let it go, yeah. but maybe there was somebody that said, or even Matt Ryan, hey man, let's run it here. And he was like, no, nah, go, we're going to do it this way. And it didn't work out. So again, was there somebody on the staff who challenged him and said, hey, let's do this. But you, to, to your point, yeah. if he's that arrogant, it's like, no, nah, we're going to do this. And he gonna, he gonna, he'll be, it'll be a few more years, he'll wind up like Andy Reid, he just getting a little further. He get to the Super Bowl. Andy Reid was just losing the championship, yeah, game. In, in but championship he'll, game. But he'll get to the Super Bowl, and he'll continue to lose. Because the one thing in these games, it is a situation within the situation. So if you want to go back to 2016, New England stacked the box. But even if they stacked the box, everything tells you. But that, in that t- situation, it was different. Still run the use, ball. Yeah, to use, use the, the clock up. You still, I don't care what they do, they still run the ball. Now, in this case, if they stack the box, then yeah, you you, you call out of that and go to whatever. Right. But still, in this case, two first downs. Two, or, or a quick slam. Yeah. You, you do a, a safe pass. Safe, yeah, yeah. Not chunking it down the field. field no, no. I, like I said, that's, again, the second to five, it. I give him that because you want to take a shot. It is what it yeah, is. They, you, they, you saw what you wanted, you make it happen. That's again. We go back to the second time, and then maybe now I don't know if it's fourth and one. You at midfield. You now, got options. You got options. options. Now, you but got now, options. now we can really have a conversation about what to do, what to do, or whatnot. And and either way, we can play money Monday yeah, quarterback or why you shouldn't shouldn't have right. that. But up two scores, maybe I do punt it. But you at least give yourself the option. To have that decision, right? And you you punting the ball on fourth and five. It ain't no, yeah, you know yeah, what yeah, I mean. Yeah. It ain't no whatever. You, fourth you, and one, that's a decision you can make. And it but if you ran, but if you ran on it, the feel of the game. Yeah, but if you ran it, and it's now you in this scenario, you ran it on first down, got five yards. You went for the bomb, you didn't get it. You run it again. Now it's fourth and one. You to me, I, I, run I, I run it again. I run it again. I might do a quarterback sneak. Oh, I might come Galapagos to the line. Galapagos Island oh, is a fairly yeah. stout, a big. Oh, I might come to the line and say, hey. I'm trying to see, draw see this thing, they jump. You just give yourself options. <laughs> he gave himself no options for two Super Bowls in a row. But I, I also look at the Kansas City Chiefs that they came up with the defensive stop that they needed. They hadn't got three and outs the entire game until that point. And I know they had gotten tired of hearing about this run game. And 
there's a certain element of pride in what you do to where everything is about this running game. How many yards they get? As a defense, you get tired of hearing about yeah, the other team they, and how great they are. They played. They played. They played a but solid. But they got the three and out yeah. when they needed it. Yeah, they played a solid game. And, and and like I said, I won't say they won the game. Right? Obviously, they won. They the won game. the game. Defense did what they needed to do. But I won't say they. I I feel if you want to ask me. How much did they shut San Fran down and how much San Fran shut themselves down? I'm going to lead more towards San Fran shutting themselves down. Now, than, what I am surprised is time of possession. I was surprised the Chiefs had the ball more in time of possession than San Francisco. That's, and that's, which, which is shocking because you I think a running team would have the ball more. They would have wore the clock down. And, and who, but and, they didn't. And who fought this day? Right. Who fought this day? <laughs> one, coach who, one coach who's used to throwing the ball all over the place has done it for the two playoff games in dramatic fashion, decided to say, hey, San Fran is going to stay in this base zone because they didn't want to get beat over the top. We're going to rush everything in the front running. of you. And and what that does is it opens up lanes. And, and, and Kansas City was like, hey, you know what? As long as they stay in here, we're going to continue to give the ball to, to Williams. And then we'll pick our poisons when we can, you know what I mean? And then they turn around and use, they use Mahomes, but they use his feet. So yeah, yeah, yeah. whenever anything Send broke down, everybody deep, and then let him and let him run. run. Yeah, because and the two and the, only rush for and the which one is all they had to do. Yeah, and the one interception he threw, that's the one he probably should have ran. He yeah, threw he two, ran, ran. but the first one he threw, he talking about he threw, he threw it right he to the guy. Right he, it was four seven. It was four forty nine around. He had fifteen yards. I mean, when he made the first down, we don't know, but the play would have been, been seven seven yards. Seven. Yeah, the, the play was for him to run that one. I think he forced it. And I think the way. San Fran was, was playing defense and the way they were staying in that zone, they started to frustrate him because he was used to having guys being wide open, running around. And they now now midway through the third quarter, I'm having to check down. I'm having yeah, to do because stuff. Anytime you can have four guys across the front, all with probably first rounders, yeah. that can put that amount of pressure on them because they sacked them three times. Four times. Four times. I can Anytime drop, you can get that, I can drop, drop seven, everybody Drop else, seven back, yeah. That's a win-win situation when you can get that amount of pressure on. I'm gonna give a basketball. It's it's no different than when you take the Golden State Warriors. When you want to frustrate them, let a referee be able to keep hands. When I can hand check them and keep hands on them, be aggressive and not give them space to shoot. At some point, they get frustrated. They start. They know that you you can see it in their face. They're not used to being able to be free flowing and 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 doing whatever. It was no different for this Kansas City San Fran game. They kept seven guys back. Make Mahomes go through his progression, and then if he did get a pass off, that was it. You got a twenty-yard pass, you no got more. tackled. No, no more, more. no more. Yeah. Well, that's why you saw him kind of trying to put moves on people and everything because it was somebody always oh. there. The defense. The, I got I no feel bad for Sherman. He played a great game, but missed that, that one that, play. That one play. And I, but I got to give uh, Watkins credit because he was running. He was coming back in. It looked like so Sherman, of course, got in front of him. Like, okay, he's running the in route. Yeah. Then he took it over to the sideline. But even it with that, a perfect, play, it was a great pass. Yeah, but even with that play, though, it stopped after he caught it. You know what I mean? It wasn't like he took it to the house. Right. What they're used to or whatever, but it kept the drives going. I, I, it, it was a good Super Bowl. Everything I thought San Fran was last year. Everything. Oh yeah. Now speaking of coaches. We talking about Shanahan and his immaturity as far as clock management. Right. I can say the same thing about McVay. 
And I can say the same thing about Green Bay's uh, head coach. Um, the new the, one? Yeah, because they offered that same trade. They always been watching it at one time. <laughs> <laughs> Dan Snyder, how, how in the world how in the world you let three coaches go, two have been to Super Bowls, and one has been to an NFC Championship game, and they were on your sideline at one time. And you, and you wind up sticking with Gruden. Now, granted, we got Riviera, Ron. We got Ron. Riverboat now. But I'm just saying, <laughs> in the last four or five years, Three, three of your coaches have either been to Super Bowls or NFC Championship games, and we want we kept Gruden. But I digress. But, you know why? I know. But but <laughs> what I'm saying is, if you look at these young coaches, the one thing I will say about young coaches, and what I will say about the old school, if you want to go new school, old school, Andy Reid has taken his humble pie over the years, and he's he in this game he backed it. He did what the defense gave him. He let he let the game come to him as far as play calling. When I, I look at McVay, when I look at passes over twenty yards, maybe yeah, that's unusual Long. for them. Yeah, it was all underneath. Yeah, which is why again time of possession Sessions, they have yeah. more than San Francisco. When well, you look at McFloor, you look at um, uh, uh, McVay last year. He he choked in the daylights. He, yeah. he he had a play that he had a, a decision to make on fourth and one, on on New England's forty five yard line. He decided to punt the ball away instead of going for the win. And you got this year now. You got um, Shanahan having a obvious. I want, maybe not as obvious as McVay was last year, but close pretty to it. but close but to very it. Very close. Very to close, it. close to it this year and making a, and and calling the play. And he decided to go a different route. So what I'm saying is about young coaches and older coaches. Young coaches are good. They're innovative and all that kind of stuff. But there's still something to say about the run game and being and want to go to the run game. And even though you might be as innovative as you want to be and flashy or whatever, want to spread them out or whatever, football you still run f- it. football is still two things. Football is still who can who can run the ball and who can stop the run. And Kansas City Chiefs did a better job running the football. Yep. I was surprised that Andy Reid going for it on fourth down a couple of times. He came out the box but already was, saying, I'm going to win the game. But it was fourth and one. Well, yeah. And he ran the ball and effectively. Deep, and deep on their side. Yeah, yeah, deep and, on their side. But, but up until that point, yeah, I had ran the ball already. I, I, you know, I think the stat was out there. I think Williams, out of his 21 carries, 12 of them, 11, 12 of them for first, first downs. Yeah. So that's why I tried to figure out how he was the MVP. He should have been. Yeah, 130 some odd total yards. Total yard, 104 a receiving uh, touchdown and a rushing touchdown. touchdown. Both of them big plays because yes. uh, the receiving one put them ahead, and the rushing one sealed it. Sealed it. And especially with Mahomes throwing two picks, granted he had three touchdowns, but he threw two picks. Yeah. And then the se- good game and the, instead of fourth, fourth quarter. quarter. And the second one, everybody was like, I was, I was like, it's 2010, and this run game about to come. And they may not see the ball again. again. I, I, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> they may not see the ball again. Or if they do, like, it's not going to be enough time. They're in prime position, a 10-point lead. They can, you know, sit there and just and even if, it out. And if they had got up 20, let's just say they got a field goal, 23-10, they can still peel their ears back because you know now the run game is gone. So, you, you, and you, But you're still rushing four, though, and yeah. getting good pressure with four. Yeah. Well, the, the the one that Williams broke it for the forty yard, thirty eight yards to seal the game. Basically, they caught him in a run blitz. That's right. the one time the one where time. the one time they kind of came out of that out of that four and laid back because they were like, you know what, we need the ball back, we need to stop them. But again, Kansas City did what they needed to do. Andy Reid was like, I will take what you give me, 
And he hit every time. Every time they gave him something that they wasn't thinking, he took advantage of it. I was I was happy for Andy Reid to yeah. But I'm also happy that I'm also happy Shanahan lost. Y'all 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 think I'm not a Falcons fan? I'm thinking, but I am. I am a Falcons fan because I still blame him. I blame him more than anybody for that 23 loss. Hands down. Four years ago now. Hands down. Y'all can, y'all can, y'all can put it on that, Matt. Man. You can put it on the Matt. You can put it on Dan Quinn. I, I get all that, but I'm I'm putting that because the, the whole that's that one series. I'm putting the whole second Same half man. on Shanahan's watch. But I, I, I'm glad for uh, Andy Reid to finally get yeah. one to. Been in the league again, coaching for that long to finally get. And that many times to an AFC Championship, yeah. he's already on one in the Super Bowl. Or oh, he's been to a NFC NFC Championship, and now two. two and then the AFC yeah, so um, probably joins a, a, a small list of coaches that have been to a Super Bowl in both two different teams, two different teams, well, and also in two in in not just two different conferences, two conferences as well. So. Um, um, the one ring is all he needed. That solidifies his career as a Hall of Fame, as a Hall of Fame coach. That's, that's all you need yeah, to. Yeah, he's he, he, he's set now. Yeah, yeah, and I appreciate the humility too. They asked, well, you know, did he sleep with the trophy? He said, no, I slept with my trophy wife. He was <laughs> like, maybe I'll give me a double cheeseburger because yeah. after the AFC Championship game, he said, you know, like, did you have a big meal yeah. or something? He said, man, I don't want to got a cheeseburger and went home. Yeah. So. The yeah. the humble part yeah. of him. That's why I said well, I call him. I say arrogant. I'm talking about calling. play calling, not, right. not as a person. But I, but like I said, again, I would double down. I still think <laughs> I think Shannon had I think Shannon had arrogant a person. I, I, I don't. There's no Let's slow down. <laughs> uh, but congratulations to Pat Mahomes. He did end up winning the MVP. Shouldn't have. He, he's good. Um, Williams should have got it. He should have gave it to him. He, uh, Mahomes, if you if you really want under- Disney World, but no, give him the, the car. You know, give him the car. The, the truck or car. Whatever, whatever they give, give him that. You can go to Disney World. Give him the truck. Give him the check. You know what I mean? But yeah, at that. But um, congratulations though. He now joins Doug Williams and Russell Wilson as only Black History Month. Yeah, three Black quarterbacks to win the Super Bowl. So, so in the words of Dave Chappelle, we 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 we, we gonna hold on to the black side of him. <laughs> <laughs> We hold on to his dad. His dad. Major League Baseball. We hold, you know what I mean? We hold on to. We hold on to the black side. You know what I mean? This, the, the race delegation. Right. If you know about Dave Chappelle, so y'all know what we're talking about. Hey, right, we're gonna take a break. When we come back, what were your big moments from the Super Bowl? Was it the halftime? The commercials? We'll discuss some of that when we come back. This is DNA Sports Talk. This is 1100 AM. Be right back. You're listening to The Real 1100 AM, Atlanta's real sports and entertainment talk radio. Jackie Robinson. When you hear that name, you automatically think of strength and courage. You think of someone who broke down barriers. It's time to add another name to those qualities. Cicero Murphy. Haroling from New York, he is the only black American world title winner and Hall of Fame inductee into the Professional Billets Hall of Fame. Did he endure the same treatment as Robinson? What motivated him to get to the top of a Caucasian-dominated sport and stay there? Pick up a copy of the book, Big City Nights, the biography of the legendary Cicero Murphy. It is beautifully written by his grandson, Tyreek Murphy. 
recounting what made his grandfather a historic man. You can go to Amazon and get a copy of the book for your Kindle or in paperback form. Make sure you go and read about the billiards Jackie Robinson, Big City Nights, the biography of Cicero Murphy. Hey, I'm Murphinetti. You could say Murphinetti Collection is the newest, comfortable, luxurious, and trendy exclusive fashion line that fits its diverse clientele. From the music industry, to the sports world, to the judiciary system, to the political world, <laughs> to the average everyday professional, Murphinetti Collection is the new way of life. www.murphinettifashions.mybigcommerce.com Once again, you can shop Murphinetti Collections at murphinettifashions.mybigcommerce.com Are you tired of eating the same thing every week? Then wake up your taste buds and go to the best Nolan-style food in Atlanta. Copeland's of New Orleans in Atlanta has the best Cajun-style food, specializing in seafood. The Jazz Brunch on Sunday from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. is the best of both worlds. If you're a sports fan, they have several TVs and a great bar to watch your favorite team. Just be careful if the Saints are playing. Tell them DNA Sports Talk sent you. That's Copeland's of New Orleans in Atlanta, 3101 Carl Parkway, Atlanta, Georgia, 30309. Enjoy food and life. This is DNA Sports Talk. This is Ace of the A and DNA. Check us out each and every Monday, 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on WWE AM 1100 or DNASportsTalk.com. If you're more than a Falcons, Hawks, and Braves fan, check out the latest and greatest in sports and news on MLB, PGA, NASCAR, WNBA, NBA, NFL, and NCAA News. And now back to DNA Sports Talk with Don Stinson and Asa Brown on WWE 1100 AM. Hello, welcome back to DNA Sports Talk. We're bringing the facts about sports. You don't agree? Say so. <laughs> Once again, 404-603-8770 is the number to call in. 404-603-8770. Also now on Periscope as well as Facebook. Still talking about the Super Bowl. Congratulations once again, Kansas City Chiefs, 31 to 20, 50 years in the making. Uh, they win the very first one in loss, and then they won it. Played Super Bowl three. Beat Minnesota Vikings, and they ain't been since. <laughs> been since. So that just goes to show you, it's not easy to get back to the Super Bowl. That's why it's not a guarantee that this Kansas City Chiefs team is going to rattle off. Three of the next five years. Well, you know what makes it easy? If you're the Patriots and you're in the AFC East, and I can guarantee the Jets gonna be two and fourteen. The Bills will probably the Bills be set looking good. The Bills for the first time, good. The Bills but the, good. but for the most part, in the last ten years, they've been seven and nine. And the Miami Dolphins. No, I get no, I get. I'm just saying. You want to know what makes it easy to get to the Super Bowl? If you play in a division where you know one team gonna be two and fourteen or three and thirteen <laughs> every year, another team gonna be seven Miami and nine. Solid. They and up. Miami be four and twelve. <laughs> so if I know, if I know, and I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be five and one at bare minimum, and I just to play six and and play five hundred ball the rest of the time and yeah. get a home game. Win your home we'll game. I mean, get a home game playoff but with I'm a bye. If you five and one, the rest of the uh, split. Yeah. Winning your home games yeah. or the majority, at least four of them, 
10 and 6. 11 and 5. 11 and five I'm a division five. winner. I get a bye week. Now I got two games to win. If I can, if I can guarantee that 15 out of 20 years, I might be in about nine Super Bowls too. <laughs> but they, I mean, the Chargers are always tough. We'll see what they do now that Phillip Rivers is a free agent. Mm-hmm. The Raiders are the Raiders. That's always a tough game. But they going to they going to Vegas now, so we got to see how that so change works. They, they still some some. some Black clouds. Talking about the Raiders, though. Black right. clouds around um, around a uh, car. Car, because reportedly the Raiders are interested in paying Brady to come there. Which well, they got to sell tickets, though. They got to sell tickets. That's what we were talking about. But it's Vegas. I, I, I don't Why, know. You shouldn't have to. I feel, Not the first year. Not the first year. It's Vegas. It's a new stadium. Yeah. You have now. I've always said they won't have home field advantage. Because everybody fly out there to Vegas, yeah, to see my team, and, and go see my, my team, team play. play. Yeah, right. yeah, they are gonna wind up like how the Cowboys don't have home field. They did not have home field advantage they for feel the like first. They're playing over in London every week. Yeah, yeah, good <laughs> point. Good that's point. That's how yeah. they gonna feel. Good they, point. They are gonna feel like they're playing in London every week. Well, for their home games because it's like we on the road again, but we home. We yeah. supposed to be the home team. So I look at them and say, first year, okay. Now after that, you need to win. And well, then, I, then I then I then I don't go for Brady because Brady needs to. I don't go for no quarterback. One that's year. one year. That's it. And Carr's not that bad. I mean, he's he's, he's, he's decent. But if yeah, I, if I got if I got the top fifteen quarterbacks, he's fifteen. Right. Or you know, somewhere between eleven and fifteen. However you want to bring dog. Yeah, but he's he's an, he's the run of the mill guy. Right. So um, well, I won't say run of the mill, but he's above average. If you're going to be a top 15 quarterback, you're above average. And then Denver, so like they have their quarterback. And, and with so Luck, they, not Andrew Luck, but with Lock. Lock, yep. So Jeezy Lock. Jeezy. <laughs> Snowman. Snowman. That's it. You know what? You, hey, Snowman. You know what? That's our nickname for Lock. Snowman, Snowman. baby. Hey, he hey. in Denver. Hey, he's he, right. He, he know all the Jeezy right. songs. <laughs> Snowman. <laughs> so you never know. Snowman seems to be pretty good. Look like he has, you know, he has the team, the offensive line, the running. He has their ear and their leadership quality that they. Yeah, we go see what they do with it. They'll, they'll do right. Yeah. Now, granted, you came on late in the end. Of the yeah, year. yeah. We'll see. Now I got, now I got some, I but I got some film on you. Cause you played enough that I got enough film on you to see, you know, what so, your tendencies are, no, yeah. what you do at that point. But you know, we look at Drew Brees. He's got one Super Bowl. We thought that they would be there more times than not. Well, they should have. Um, they I should mean, have. we could name all the tragedies the last three years. Was, uh, Aaron Rodgers won Super Bowl. So, I'm not saying the Chiefs don't have the qualities, especially on offense, as we were talking before. Mm-hmm. you got to shift the defensive side. But, again, in this game, one play, yeah. uh, the Saints, that if they get that uh, pass interference call two years ago, Maybe they're back for a second one. Yeah, there's anything no happens. At free agency, I think, there's no but, guarantee that this is – I know we like to look at it, prisoner in the moment, say, oh, this is the dynasty yeah. because you have a star in Patrick Mahomes. And I think – and so I'm with you. I agree. And and I think for normal football, take the Patriots. The Patriots are an exception there's to the right, yeah. Like I said, you – Everything that falls, right. you know, they cheated. And the division. They, the, and they, they cheat. The, right. They cheat. So, the division. Right. Everything lined up perfect for them, for them. For them to right. go on this run that doesn't normally not happen in football. Correct. So they're the they exception to, to the rule. And there's always one. But usually, when you have a dynasty in football, it is three out of five years. Take the Cowboys. I mean, even the Bills. We look at the Bills, even though they lost. But they went four straight. Like I said, that the the, the run lasts about. 
three to five seasons. That's, that's why I'm it, saying so. It, yeah. And that may be included if you made it to the NC Championship and didn't make the Super Bowl. So they're in year three. Next year will be year three of this Patrick Mahomes right. run. Because two straight AFC championship. championship games now, the Super Bowl. So the reason why I say, and then out of the two conferences, the last, say, seven years, seven to ten years, the NFC has been a more competitive conference yeah. than the AFC. Top to bottom. Top to bottom. You know what I mean? So, and, and it's still that way this year. The, we looked at by week 11, you still had about seven teams, not just gunning for the division. You still had seven teams that were in the wild card race. You know right. what I mean? It could play out any different way. Who who was, who was this year was 12-4 and four and was on the road? Um, uh, Minnesota, Minnesota was 10-6. Minnesota. Because Green Bay won. Green Bay, the, yeah, um, yeah. So, feature. yeah, they won at twelve and four. Minnesota was eleven and five or whatever it was. Right. So, um, this year on the NFC West, you had uh, Seattle and San Fran with double digit. You know what I mean? So, yes. the NFC has been consistently a more dominant oh, yeah. conference as far as maybe they haven't won the Super Bowl, but they've been a more competitive conference where it has been New England in a big fall off. Um, and then New England only had to win that one or That's two games. It. You know what I mean? So uh, I feel because of that, it's still the same. New England's fall off. I think you got Kansas City, and you can but name people. I mean, you, I know that's it, but it's so hard. No, to, I, I know it's hard, but I mean, I have legit. Baltimore is up in common. Baltimore is the really only real threat to me for Kansas I City. I still see and the that's Patriots because, because they still don't cheat. They still in the easy division. But if Brady's so not there, you going to ride with them? Yeah. Who, who they gonna get the quarterback? Depends on who They'll they get. Find Depends who they get. But I, I'm saying, but again, Matt Castle, eleven and five. Yeah, and, and lost. And lost first round. Right, but I'm saying the one thing I will say about Brady, he don't he don't too often lose in the first, round. In the first anyway. round. So, but I'm just saying, you got Baltimore, a dynamic quarterback, Lamar I Jackson. Think the Texans are there outside of their head coach. I so know. That's, that's the reason I why know. I don't go with them. That's the, so you go come. I'm just at personnel. I'm just looking at personnel yeah. right now. But I can't go with the head coach slash GM. Bill, Bill, there's, he gonna feel. He gonna figure out how to I, screw I it still, up. I, Tennessee ain't got no quarterback. No, but it could. But I'm, I'm looking at personnel. Yeah. Okay, so that that's that's not an easy fix, but it's somewhat I can mask it and get away with it. For the season, but not in the playoffs. I'm talking about somebody. Pittsburgh will be back. One year, because this has been last year. Yeah. If he he comes back. That could be a, um, you know, Mm -hmm. send Ben off on, you know, as a Super Bowl champion because all the other pieces are there. We saw what Tomlin did with the four-string quarterback. Yeah, yeah. Still had him a game game away from making the playoffs or two. Buffalo, actually, the the other threat is Buffalo. Buffalo, Buffalo to me, I put Buffalo ahead of Baltimore. Might sound crazy because their defense legit. legit. So, I will. You're not asking Josh Allen to do too much. Yeah, Yeah. Josh Allen. Mm -hmm. So, and again, anything can happen during the course of the season that could injury. Right, and that's why looking at Kansas City, yes, they're they're built offensively, but sure up the offensive line because you want to have depth. Let's say Patrick Mahomes is out a few games. You know who's going to be the backup to get you through so that you don't fall. Moore's the backup. Moore's the backup. More did good this year. He was out for a couple of games because of the kneecap. And then the defense, as we're talking about, Suggs more than likely will retire. Everybody on the offense for Kansas City is pretty much under contract. Kelsey's got a couple more years left. The Cheetahs got a couple more years left. 
let's just say they don't they don't get walk his walk his lead. Yeah, but I'm just saying, let's say he leaves. I still got the uh, Herman, the the yeah. punt returner who they drafted because they thought they wasn't going to have um, the cheetah. So you know that's the blessing in disguise. Right. So you got a guy. You, you got honey badger. Honey, he's going to still be there. there. So now the next couple of years, I can actually focus on the defense and, defense and, and, and draft depth. And, and depth. So, um, but again, you you don't know the situation. Again, Andy Reid. Let's say he has a brain fart and does something he's not supposed to do. You know what? Well, I take that back. Eric Bieniemy is still there, and that's the other reason why I was glad that Kansas City won yeah. because he should be a head coach. Well, maybe somewhere. next year. So maybe he'll be so, there. He'll be there next year, obviously. And then maybe, maybe <laughs> somebody definitely get fired and, next and, year. And maybe they'll, maybe they'll, maybe he'll, see, he'll be gone the following year. And then you don't know, but it could happen. Yeah. Let's say again, they they have a good run. They lose, you know, whatever AFC Championship game. Airbnb is now gone. Who do you bring in? So that, along with free agency, with players moving, a lot of them, I got my ring now. I'm set. Now let me go chase the bag. Yeah. And that will have a certain effect. But that's why I said I, I feel that's maybe more so on the defense for them because they, their their star players on offense are pretty. You know, oh, now the only person they're gonna wind up having to pay. It's going to be Mahomes. Oh, well, that, that's already taken care of. Mahomes might get that baseball money. That's already taken care of. Mahomes might get that baseball money. That's already been taken care of. He getting that baseball money. Mahomes is the situation in which... Um, MVP I, of the league last year. Super Bowl MVP, MVP this year. He's he, he good. He, he's, he he, good. He's where... He's what um, uh, Russell would have been Russell if he didn't throw that sec- the two to the row going into a contract. Yeah, imagine he had yeah, the, the ball. ball. He would have been going into, into his rookie contract. With two Super, Bowl, two Super Bowls, he break struck, back it up, <laughs> <laughs> and, it, and back, it better be full. Back two of them up. Hey, and it better be full. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see two guys outside jogging with the leftovers. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so in this, like I said, in this case, he's about to go into an end of his contract, rookie contract, with an MVP and now a Super Bowl MVP, and a champ. All he gotta do is sit down and cross his legs. Uh, rookie of the year came from San Francisco, Dick, Nick Bosa. Not, not, not surprised. Not uh, of course, Lamar Jackson. Uh, MVP. MVP, not surprised. Not surprised with that. Uh, defensive player of the year, I'm a little surprised. Stephon Gilmore from the Patriots. His first half numbers carried him through the rest of the half. And they, either, even though they faltered in the second half of the season, they still wasn't throwing to his side of the, side of the yeah. ball. You know, so, you know, he did what he did in the first half of the season. Still out there with everybody did the whole season, so I, 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 I get, can get it. I, I, but I see I, why. If, if it wasn't him, who else you gonna go to? Probably. And that's why he got it. From um, the Steelers, well, they made the playoffs. I know. Talking but about I'm Watts, saying. Watts brother. Yeah, but, but I, I would have had him. If they had made the playoffs, maybe so. Mm, I don't know, because it's still regular season. Because if that's the and, case... And if they you know, made the playoffs. I didn't say perform well in the okay. playoffs. I said that's made the playoffs. You know what I mean? Maybe he gets the... Okay. Um, service award went to the Chargers linebacker, Danny Edwards. Rookie of the year, Kyler Murray for the Arizona Park. That, now, that was, to me, that's a stretch. Josh Jacobs for the running back from um, the Raiders. Yeah. Hands down. Yeah. That, and, and, rec- and records don't mean nothing because they both were garbage as far as the teams. Well, actually... Right, right. Oakland had a better record than Arizona because they were actually with, with, 
with two weeks left in the season, if certain things fell Fair a certain right. way, you know what I <laughs> mean? They had a chance to be in the wild card. Um, yeah, I didn't quite understand that one. And, um, Art Rooney's sportsmanship went to the Redskins' Adrian Peterson. How did that come full circle? You being in the news for child abuse, and now you're, you know, sportsmanship. And it's the same thing in Kansas City. You got a guy down there that's, you know, still playing. Not saying that's a bad thing. I'm like, that's yeah. good. That's good. Uh, comeback player of the year was Tannehill. Yeah. For Tennessee Titans quarterback. Uh, assistant coach of the year was Baltimore Ravens offensive coordinator Greg uh, Roman. Deserve, yes. Yeah. Solid yeah. coming. Yeah. Um, Deacon Jones Award was Tampa Bay's um, Shaquille Barrett. No surprise. Yeah. Ledger, uh, led the league in sacks, I want to say, this year. So, saw him, no saw him in person here at the, at the, at the Ben Stadium. Destroyed yeah. that O-line <laughs> by himself. Right. Uh, coach of the year, John Harbaugh. No surprise right, yeah. there. It takes a lot for a coach to scrap his entire offensive scheme, game plan, everything to then – Turn around and say, "Here, young man. Yeah, here the keys to the car." But he did it a year early, though. He did it a year early, like, and he did it. Yeah, but he let he let Flacco go. He benched Flacco, played the rook, played the rookie in the playoff game. Yeah, but you benched him, and then you brought him in. But to say, "Hey, you're going all in." I was saying he started. He started earlier about uh, being arrogant. Not, not in this case. No, by no means. Uh, Walter Payton, NFL Man of the Year, went to the Jacksonville Jaguars lineman, Calais Campbell. And I think that's all the, uh, yeah, that was all the awards. Again, outside of um, Rookie of the Year, and you, I can make a case for, you know, um, what's his name? The Defensive Player of the Year, Stephon Gibbs getting it. But, you know, that's ticky tape. But yeah. Kyler Murray, I'm sorry. Definitely should have got him. Oh, AP offense player again. Wide receiver from New Orleans, Michael Thomas. Yeah, he had about 1,000 catches. <laughs> For even like 20,000 yards. Even though none of them were over the seven yards, but I, I died. Well, anyway, you know, let me stop being petty. <laughs> I, I, I want one of my callers to call in and, you know, say I'm a hater. <laughs> What's going on, D-Ville? <laughs> uh, what did you think of the halftime? Shakira and J-Lo. When are we going to bring Janet back? I saw Man. enough gyration and shaking. And shaking you, know, you know what I mean? Pop, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can, I can see <laughs> Janet again. I wish she's still on the set of Hustlers because, I mean, I saw her dancing on the pole several times. Amen. But that's Listen. what we come to now. I'm just saying. There wasn't nothing wrong with that. My, but, my, only, my, only, okay. my, only, my only question about the show was, who was the dude rapping? That, that was Bad Bunny. I had to look it up. I thought okay. it was Fresh Montana. I was being funny, but I was like, who? <laughs> Who is the first one telling to do? Just don't come on stage no more with a do-rag on, homie. <laughs> I don't know. I, Tilted to the right. I just, I, I thought I was watching high-high. It was high. a good performance. I was a little shocked that people talking about one of the best all time. I'm yeah, like, when uh, I seen that, I was like, uh, Michael, Whitney. Uh, I don't um, care. That's the best performance. That's how good it was. <laughs> I, I will say it was top ten, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Michael five, I don't know. I have to, but outside of Michael and Prince, that's one, two, one A. However you want to look at it. I'll be honest. After that, now this might this might get some uh some 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 hate mail or whatever. I thought Justin uh uh Timberlake's performance with Janet. Well, no, oh, the, the, the one. second one. You know, oh I forgot. His hey, I will probably say Beyonce. Put that in there. Oh yeah, 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 Her yeah. Performance. Top ten. Top yeah, ten. Top ten. But Beyonce and Bruno. 
Mm-hmm. Even though she got all kind of flack for her her routine, I just you know so it's um. But then they didn't get mad at Adam Levine taking his shirt off and performing yeah. last year. Like I said, I seen enough. The fake outrage is funny. I seen enough shaking. It's funny. I seen enough shaking. I was like, oh, where they in Miami? I know they in Miami, you know. Okay. And I know some of it is the culture and Latin, you know. I get yeah. that part, but that wasn't what I was seeing with On shaking. The pole. Yeah, pole. Pose. And, and then, I, then Shakira giving me the tongue action. Well, that's from her Lebanese side. That is. Oh, but they do. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Didn't realize that. Well, yeah, need, that was well they need to explain sure. that before they start. You can give us a. a <laughs> he didn't give us. What's they call that? Yellow book? The Cliff Notes. Cliff Notes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. the performance. Or the performance of what I, what I may but or it may was, not it was see. A great performance. Uh, I got to give Lopez 50 years old. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bye. Should have had Pitbull. I, I thought that's all. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mr. Three Hundred Five, Mr. Worldwide. Yeah, yeah. It's in Miami. Come now, on. I thought I thought Shakira was gonna do a split when she kind of ran, oh, yeah. and then I think she realized how old she was. She may not be able to get back up. <laughs> but, no Luke, no Trina. No, no, no. Listen, we, we, we can't do that. We can't do that, huh? You need to be in Miami. Oh, it goes to one of the Friday shows. You know what I mean? Oh. Now I could have seen Flo Rida. Florida's safe. They safe or whatever, but now nah, you ain't getting no Luke. We can't get Luke. They ain't getting no Luke and no Trina. Scar. No, you know. Hydraulic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You might have broke up some happy hoes, you know what I mean, <laughs> at the parties. <laughs> I got to give out this Kendrick Perkins real quick, though. He, he tweeted out. He said, man, I was, my wife asked me why I was staring at the TV. He said I was waiting to see if Ja Rule was Joking. coming <laughs> Listen, that was the tweet of the night right there. But well, you know what? She do believe in Ja Rule. She do all her right. hits. We know why Perk was John, staring at the TV. Yeah, though, yeah. Yeah. He said, I'll, I'll wait to see where Ja Rule's going to come yeah. out. You know, because listen, she did have the. Hey, I, listen, I will give, to your point, I will give uh, um, J Lo. <laughs> she's 50, baby. She, you know, she, she, she working hard. Hustler. Hey, we're going to P- take a Puerto break. Puerto Rican on crack. DNA <laughs> <laughs> Sports Talk, 1100 AM. Be right back. The opinions expressed during the sponsored programs on this station are strictly those of the program hosts, guests, and callers and are not necessarily those of Beasley Broadcast Group, this station, its staff, other advertisers, or agencies. You're listening to The Real 1100 AM, Atlanta's Real Sports and Entertainment Talk Radio. This is DNA Sports Talk. This is Don, the D and DNA. Make sure you check us out each and every Monday, 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time through TuneIn Radio, iRadio Now, and iHeartRadio. And make sure you check out DNASportsTalk.com. If you're more than just a Hawks, Falcons, or Braves fan, get the latest and greatest sports news on MLB, PGA, NASCAR, WNBA, NBA, NCAA, and NFL news and highlights. Are you tired of eating the same thing every week? Then wake up your taste buds and go to the best Nolan-style food in Atlanta. Copeland's of New Orleans in Atlanta has the best Cajun-style food, specializing in seafood. The Jazz Brunch on Sunday from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. is the best of both worlds. If you're a sports fan, they have several TVs and a great bar to watch your favorite team. Just be careful if the Saints are playing. Tell them DNA Sports Talk sent you. That's Copeland's 
of New Orleans in Atlanta, 3101 Carl Parkway, Atlanta, Georgia, 30309. Enjoy food and life. Jackie Robinson. When you hear that name, you automatically think of strength and courage. You think of someone who broke down barriers. It's time to add another name to those qualities. Cicero Murphy. Haroling from New York, he is the only black American world title winner and Hall of Fame inductee into the Professional Billets Hall of Fame. Did he endure the same treatment as Robinson? What motivated him to get to the top of a Caucasian-dominated sport and stay there? Pick up a copy of the book, Big City Nights, the biography of the legendary Cicero Murphy. It is beautifully written by his grandson, Tyreek Murphy, recounting what made his grandfather a historic man. You can go to Amazon and get a copy of the book for your Kindle or in paperback form. Make sure you go and read about the billiards Jackie Robinson, Big City Nights, the biography of Cicero Murphy. Hey. I'm Murfinetti. You can say Murfinetti Collection is the newest, comfortable, luxurious, and trendy exclusive fashion line that fits its diverse clientele. From the music industry, to the sports world, to the judicial system, to the political world, <laughs> to the average everyday professional, Murfinetti Collection is the new way of life. www.murfinettifashions.mybigcommerce.com Once again, you can shop Murfinetti Collections at MurfinettiFashions.MyBigCommerce.com And now, back to DNA Sports Talk with Don Stinson and Asa Brown on WWWE 1100 AM. Hello, welcome back to DNA Sports Talk. This is Don the D and DNA. What's going on? This is Asa the A and DNA. Bring the facts about sports. You don't agree? Say so. 404 603 8770. 404 603 8770. Also live on Periscope as well as uh, Facebook. Um, real quick, um, Hall of Famers they got in Steve Atwater, finally. Isaac Bruce, finally. Uh, Steve Hutchinson, okay. Uh, Edron James, glad to see him get it. While get in. <coughs> yeah, but I was surprised he got in. I mean, you talking about? Uh, I won't say an iffy then, Hall of um, Fame, but real quick, and then safety Troy Polamalu, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Was getting in, but yeah. Out of all of them, I think Andrew James might might be the iffiest, the iffy one out of all of them, and not because it's, I just thought maybe there's somebody else a little bit more deserving this go around than Andrew James. Andrew James' career really is a short window when he was, you know, backing up well behind Peyton Peyton Manning. Six years with the Colts, yeah, and yeah. Then Two or three years with the Cardinals, but his real his real was in Indianapolis. Yeah, yeah. Um, total of eleven seasons, but yeah, I, but it was good to see him get it while he was in yeah, Miami, yeah. where he's from. Yeah, but I, and played college ball. They were trying to put in more. This is the hundred year celebration, and they were trying to get more than they normally would into the Hall of Fame. Uh, that's why you had the Bill Cowers and the Jimmy Johnsons and so forth. Yeah. A lot more people. Uh, oh, speaking of 100, the commercials we were talking about during the break, the commercial with the young boy running um, that set that started the Super Bowl and he came in with the football. football yeah. That was a good commercial. The the Google one was sad. Good commercial, but sad about the, the man losing his wife and he had all the rem- 
remember you yeah. memory set up. The hammer with the Cheetos. Little Nas X. Little Nas X. Because of the Cheetos. horse, though. Because of the horse. Yeah. <laughs> horse started doing this two-step, and the other horse was like, nah, you good. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and then the um, parking the car. Yeah, the, yeah. the Boston's had Big Poppy in it, but all so of them. Now, they, but that was about yeah, it. A B, a B minus on the on the commercials this year. I saw more. I saw more yeah. Tide Pod commercials. Yeah, it was. It started off okay, and then it kind of mm. went too long. I'm just gonna give him a C. I say a C. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'll be generous to say C plus, but yeah, it wasn't. I give him a B. I give him a B. I give him a B. One to you me, went from, you you went up. I went, no, from B, B minus, minus, you went up to a B. Well, then B minus, then stay B. <laughs> you yeah, get it, it you was, get it. If I went up, then they got they went from an eighty three to an eighty four. <laughs> 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 I ain't go up that much, so whatever that little range is. But too many tie pod commercials. I know how to wash my clothes and wash my my Let's my dishes. Out. Yeah, yeah, just too much of that. And actually, one of them was to me was kind of disgusting. The one that was stuffed the meat sauce flying all over the place. I think that might have been the, the Clorox wipe all or the towel. together. Yeah, all yeah. Was it PNC? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just too, too much, too much. Um, sad news still in the NFL. Chris Dome, a longtime Viking, passed away. He had cancer. He played, what, two or three um, years here in Atlanta, too, didn't he? Yeah. Um, top six in sacks, I want to say, mm-hmm. all time or somewhere around there. Yeah. And, you know. Definitely Hall of Fame. He was young too. Was he fifty eight? I think so. So sad, sad to see that, that take place. Um, oh, real quick, your boy Bill O'Brien, not only head coach of the Texans, oh, he's he a GM. GM can't find himself. <laughs> wonderful. How you go from bad to worse. Wonderful move. <laughs> if you're a Texas fan, <laughs> you're, he's smart by his. He's smart. <laughs> he's smart. But if you're a wow. Texas fan. Oh man, listen, join join my Redskins because we got y'all got a dumb coach and a GM and we got a dumb owner. So uh but it look like um old boy is trying to give the reins up uh little by little. You think so? Daniel Snyder, yeah. Okay. But I don't know what they smoking in Houston. Cause there's no way in the world you come out watching that playoff game and you decide to let him not only be the coach. By keeping him, you decide to say, you know, I'll promote you too. You can be the GM. I, 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 you know my feeling on that. I hate when they have dual positions mm-hmm. like that because something always lacks. Yeah. You, you, you can't look at something and be focused on the coaching side or the GM because something is going to have to give. You're mm-hmm. burning the candle at both ends, as they say. And either you're, you're going to miss something in the actual game or you're going to miss out on a, a player and trying to obtain a player. Because you were because focusing you focus on, on, on the, the game. GM side <laughs> part and who, what pieces I can bring yeah, in. Yeah. And I've always liked a, a separation of that. But, you know, hey. But you know what? Fans, so it's, the a- what it is. it's the AFC South. <laughs> they, everybody, everybody in there is between hey, 79 hey. and 97. It is what it is at that point. <laughs> so You call it competitive. <laughs> Well, I mean, competitively bad. Okay, it's still competitive. <laughs> <laughs> if everybody's right there together, it's competitive. Yeah, it's good. It's competitive. <laughs> <laughs> no mama mentality there. Yeah. Just mentality. Uh, <laughs> seventy nine. I, I already know seventy nine, ninety seven. <laughs> that name. That, that's all you're gonna get. Um, NBA. They've changed the rules of the All Star. 
for the get well for first of all you go to wear number two or number 24 i think lebron's team is going to be wearing number two because that was uh Gigi Bryant's yeah. number and because he has a daughter and then the um Giannis's team will wear number 24 but they're going to use the elon room which they got from the um tbt tbt so at the, the basketball tournament for those correct, the they're going to add x amount of points at the end of the game and that's what you got to achieve at that point so i mean you know it'll be interesting to see how they we, we need to call them guys from tbt and see how much <clears throat> i don't want to say influence that they got but um did they get paid for it <laughs> i think well you had a lot of guys that played in the tournament that was here what two years ago you had a lot yep. of you had a lot of guys, you know, Jimmy the Ferret. The finals was played, yeah. Right. You had Jimmy Fer- Ferret, you know, um that played some the whole Syracuse squad, squad. yeah, back yeah. In the day. You know, just um Ohio State guys. Ohio State had, right. So you had guys that have been in the league and are now or still currently now playing uh overseas. Um you definitely had some college college uh stars, you know, were were college stars but didn't get to the league that play in that tournament. Mm-hmm. And so you got you get to see a a, a, a higher a higher end of um, how do I want to call the basketball um, run and shoot. Yeah, I I don't want to say TBT is run and shoot, but you know when you can pretty much kind of get together and put your team together and and you, you it's, a, it's a higher end than yeah. you would find at any run pick and up sh- game. Pick up, there you go, there you go, a high end pickup pick game. Up game. Yeah. And of course, they're going to use 24 points added on to the third quarter to honor uh, Kobe, Kobe right. when they try and determine the final score. Uh, <coughs> reserves are Jimmy Buckets, Kyle Lowry, Ben Simmons, Middleton, Tatum, uh, Bama Bayo, and Sabonis. And in the West, you got Dame, Dame Dollar, um, Donovan Mitchell, Joker, uh, Rudy Gobert, B.I., and Westbrook and Chris Paul. Of course, a lot is being said about uh, Kevin Book- Booker, Booker, not not, not, not being on, knocking on the west side. I don't know who's. Does it take Brandon Ingram's place? Maybe. Um, Chris Paul has been playing with. I mean, I guess you he could take Chris Paul's place. It just you it, know, it's, it's hard. Usually, it's not disagreeous when someone gets left off the uh, All Star, but he should be he on, should on, be there. on yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Now, Bradley Beal, uh, maybe he takes uh, Adebayo's place, possibly, yeah, but because I, I, he's been playing yeah. well. He's, he's another one. But everybody else, I just like need... old boy who was mad because he didn't get picked yeah, up yeah, on that, the, that, um, the rookie side. Yeah, the Rising Stars game. Yeah, We're talking about the, the NBA game. Yeah, 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 well. Like, really? It's the Rising Stars. Well, he ain't rising. <laughs> And he don't care if the NBA see it. That's that's yeah, yeah, that's yeah. not what you do. Yeah, this you making it harder on yourself. Going forward, this is last contract. We're gonna be asking where is so and so. No, he wasn't. He wasn't asking. We wasn't asked about it before. Right, well, that's <laughs> Touche. <laughs> Touche on that point. Yeah. So <laughs> it'll be interesting to see if um, the. Bradley Beals and the Booker would use that. Now, Bradley Beal, 
I don't care if he don't listen. But his fiance, girlfriend. Talk too much. She, be quiet. You wasn't with me shooting in the gym. Brown Acer. There it is. I, I, I get you know going hard for your man and all that kind of stuff, but uh, the we and we shouldn't shut up. No, no, not you. No, him, <laughs> him. Bad, you know that. Gee, we. <laughs> uh, what did you think of the remembering Kobe uh, tribute that uh, L.A. did? I'll be honest with you, I, I, I've watched segments of it. I just, I couldn't take take it all, all that. Like, this last week was a rough week. Like, just, you know, seeing people emotionally toe up about it, um, you know. So, I watched, uh, I went back and watched it, but I watched it in segments. So, I didn't watch, like, Usher's Amazing Grace, but I watched the dedication with the, the violinist, the, right. the celloist or whatever. Right. That was excellent. Um, but I didn't watch LeBron James' speech. I just I, I, I won't break down LeBron's speech. He he did a good job on his speech. I just the balling up the paper and like I'm gonna speak from the heart. I, I would have rather you just said I'm gonna speak from the heart. The balling up the paper and it remind me of Hitch when old boy took the inhaler, yeah, threw it on the yeah, ground yeah. like he was finna. Then he went to go kiss her. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not, I'm, again, it's a sensitive issue and stuff. Well, you know, you but know what Le- you know what LeBron. You think LeBron be uh, dramatic? Be dramatic. So that's 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 your that's your bias. <laughs> that's <on>. my bias. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's my bias for him. That was the only thing. A, a great speech, and of course, the emotions of everybody during that time. You know, was. Tough to, to watch and see, yeah. but I think they did a, a excellent job. And I thought both sides played a great game after the f- first few minutes. Of course, all of that emotion. Yeah. I personally would have rather seen them do that tribute Tuesday and then have the game on Thursday because it, it's hard to remember. Oh, yeah, we got a game to play after yeah. that just happened. Yeah, yeah. They sh- I, I would have liked to seen that tribute for all the fans who bought tickets on Tuesday and have the tribute with TNT already there, like yeah. they scheduled, and like they did, having all the other players that were on his team yeah. talk about Kobe and then have the game separate. A quick something on Thursday since it's the first home game and then go on get, about yeah. the I, get you. I mean, Friday. Yeah. But – to have that much time and then try and play a game. Yeah, I know. I understand. I mean, and of I, course, the you know it's sad, but of course they lost by eight. Yeah, the Lakers. Hey, so we mentioned this briefly last week, and I don't think nobody's talked about it yet. Even though they, I think everybody's thinking it. So the pressure's on him. It's like, championship like or nothing. nothing. Yeah. Like is they're not bust and, and it's championship not, or and nothing. This is whether you feel is right, indifferent, or whatever. It's it is what it is now, and we. I always thought it was this year. I think next year is going to be a totally different Warriors Routine. team. <laughs> and even and, though they're supposedly shopping D'Angelo Russell, but that's fine. Whatever we'll they what get, happens. they get picks, but they gonna get they a lottery. Right. They gonna get a lottery pick because they gonna probably win fifteen games this year. So they gonna get a lottery <laughs> pick and. And if you know anything about the NBA, they would like to have another superpower on the West Coast. So who knows how that ball go bounce? Right. <laughs> so, um, so it's this year. Now you you know you you factor in the another tragedy and whatnot, age. and then the, yeah, age and whatnot. So 
we're not going. Fans are not going to do it publicly yet. But as the season goes on, you're gonna. To me, I think you will hear a lot more rumbling about. Well, Kobe would have did this, uh, and I and I feel when Kobe was alive, Kobe kind of buffered that as far as accepting him yeah. and being public with. You know what I mean? So that kept that kept the fans at what bay with the comparisons. With the comparisons. What did we say two years ago? Are you a LeBron fan or a Lakers fan? Yeah. If you're a Lakers fan, you still love Kobe. Yeah. You haven't. Uh, they've started to accept LeBron, yeah. and I agree. Thanks to Kobe saying, "Hey man, he's a Laker." Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Except y'all, he's a Laker. And, and, he's and, one of us. And being public with him and whatnot. It, but what, until that point, it was like, "Oh, I love the Lakers." I mean, I accept LeBron yeah. to some degree. We, I ain't, but if they my choice, I wouldn't want him. I wouldn't want him. Yeah. Exactly. But now, to that point, Kobe has said, "Hey, he's he has it on his jersey now. He's one of us." Yeah. But behind closed doors, I want to say you got to show and prove. But it'll come. It'll come to the forefront more. A lot more. Kobe's not there. He's not the buffer. The tragedy. And they still in a championship drought. What? They in a playoff drought. That, right now. <laughs> that, yeah. That's not even <laughs> talk about the banners. As a, yeah. They in a playoff drought. So, so the, like I said, rightfully so, whatever the case may be. The, and I would imagine he's probably going to put this pressure on himself too as well. He should. So, you know, he should have. So, it's... it's, I, mean, it's that's, I mean, to... To be fair, everybody comes in, especially if you're one of the top five or six teams expected to win the championship. But you're as a superstar, there's more pressure that yeah. you put on yourself. But of course, to this, there's not this extra layer. Correct. There's a seven layer deal. Yeah, yeah well, you on layer <laughs> eight. You're on, you're on, right. It's spilling over it's the bowl. It's spilling over. Super Bowls. It's spilling over the bowl right now. Yeah. He, he, he had that Kobe number eight. Yeah. Is that eight layer dip yeah. down to where he. If he doesn't do it this year, what's they that, gonna run him out of town. What's that? Uh, what's that? Uh, the guy talking about Instagram? Hey, ho, ho, ho! You got too much on your dip. <laughs> <laughs> too much chip on your dip. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's about where he's at right now. Shout out to Country Wayne. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll uh we'll, we'll we'll see what we'll see how this progresses. But they've beaten the team they're supposed to beat, and they still have a below five hundred record against teams: Milwaukee Bucks, Clippers. Uh, uh, you know, basically Clippers. They haven't beat them yet. No, nope. so I'm just saying teams that who who have a legit championship aspiration. I want to say they got a goose egg against well, all those teams. I think so. So now that kind of got over. I was getting overlooked because they still got the either second or first or first second best best record in all of NBA. But we start looking into the numbers. They just been beating the team that they supposed to beat. Which I mean, you have, have to, to do, do that. that. Don't yeah, be wrong. you have to do that. Uh, I was l- listening and watching some of the, the tributes that TNT had. Of course, Shaq, um, definitely heartbroken. That's when I stopped. I, that's why I said and I couldn't just, watch the movie. You can't. I can't watch the, the big, big man. Big man I can't watch the like big that. man. I was like, man, I'm. I'm. I won't say I'm done, but I'm like, <laughs> I, I'm. I'm. I'm okay. <laughs> and Shaq talking about how he's gonna, how he, you know, clowns with um, Kenny and Chuck and Ernie on there, but. You know, more guys just call and tell them that you love them and stuff like that. And then Jerry West, of course, you that was his that. son. Yeah. Uh, as he mentioned, Kobe and his son were around the same age. So he basically unofficially grew up in the house, yeah. so to speak, until Jerry West left and took another GM position. So, but the only one that got me was Reggie Miller. Like, <laughs> bruh. That's the best story you can come up with. <laughs> you would, what do you say? The caramel cat. You would, <laughs> <laughs> Bruh. 
Hey, Reggie. Well, we were, Reggie. You were, Reggie, right here. Right here for a second, Reggie. You done had the 36 hours to think of some Kobe stories, some memories. You came up with. And you came up with, out of your mouth, Kobe said, call me the caramel cat. Because he was talking about Jordan being called the black cat. Yeah. That's what they called him. Uh, and that's what him and his teammates would call him. And Kobe said, no, I'm going to be the caramel cat. Well, you, really? So you, so really? You, you go, you go, really? you go, like, you go. I, 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 I needed that moment to yeah. laugh because everybody was getting serious yeah. and emotional. But I'm like, you go, you go Reggie. with Reggie Miller. I think, I think, I think, per, I think Perkins was stretching his too. And hey, Kobe ain't called you. Said you the best postman he ever seen in his life. Not when he played with Shaq for the ball. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out. It was like, so I think. No, but Reggie though. I know Reggie. Reggie, Reggie, Reggie still. Reggie, Reggie still. Reggie still the worst though. Call me the caramel cat. Yeah, you gonna shut your mouth. Your chest of the cat. You shut your chest of the cat. Um, it was good to see Fisher. It was good to see Nash. Uh, cause you know they came in at the mm. same time. One probably one of the best uh, NBA classes ever. Yeah, yeah. With Iverson and Ray Allen, and then um, Rick Fox was was touching to see because he's sitting here what did he go went to the movies or something I think it was he went to movies and he come out and his phone is blowing up and he trying to, figure out, trying to figure out where you at and just text me like you alive yeah yeah and he like I'm alive and then he realized what was going on yeah so that that was uh, crazy at that point but Reggie really like <laughs> I even appreciated Barkley Barkley said, I never had a, a relationship with Kobe. When I saw him, we spoke, hey, yeah. how you doing? We kept it moving. He said, you know, in other words, I'm not going to make up a story or yeah. be this exaggerated. When I saw that's him, a, that's we a, spoke, and like we was it. cool. That's, that a, was it. that's how I felt about Perkins. I, didn't had, I hadn't heard Reggie's caramel cat story. But, yes. yeah, yes. Even, if he, even if he did say that. That, that ain't the one you want to come up with. Come right, on. Right, I get Come, come yeah, on. With, that, you you played against him in the finals. You got, you got swept. But come up with a story on, you know, how he drug you for four games. <laughs> Anything. I don't I don't know. What Jay said, great mouth, and that's all you can come up with? Yeah, yeah. But anyway, I digress. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to take a break. When we come back. We got some Australian open, some tennis to discuss. This is DNA Sports Talk. This is 1100 AM. We'll be right back. Caramel cat. <laughs> Man, I want to slap Reggie Miller through the TV for that. Care, call me the caramel cat. Man, if you don't get your monkey behind out the way. Especially as you, the man we call mama for all this time. It don't even... I think, uh, what's the name of that thing? Jackie Robinson, when you hear that name, you automatically think of strength and courage. You think of someone who broke down barriers. It's time to add another name to those qualities. Cicero Murphy. Haroling from New York, he is the only black American world title winner and Hall of Fame inductee into the Professional Billets Hall of Fame. Did he endure the same treatment as Robinson? What motivated him to get to the top of a Caucasian-dominated sport and stay there? Pick up a copy of the book, 
Big City Nights, the biography of the legendary Cicero Murphy. It is beautifully written by his grandson, Tyreek Murphy, recounting what made his grandfather a historic man. You can go to Amazon and get a copy of the book for your Kindle or in paperback form. Make sure you go and read about the billiards Jackie Robinson, Big City Nights, the biography of Cicero Murphy. Are you tired of eating the same thing every week? Then wake up your taste buds and go to the best Orleans style food in Atlanta. Copeland's of New Orleans in Atlanta has the best Cajun-style food, specializing in seafood. The Jazz Brunch on Sunday from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. is the best of both worlds. If you're a sports fan, they have several TVs and a great bar to watch your favorite team. Just be careful if the Saints are playing. Tell them DNA Sports Talk sent you. That's Copeland's of New Orleans in Atlanta, 3101 Carl Parkway, Atlanta, Georgia, 30309. Enjoy food and life. This is DNA Sports Talk. This is Ace of the A and DNA. Check us out each and every Monday, 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on WWE AM 1100 or DNASportsTalk.com. If you're more than a Falcons, Hawks, and Braves fan, check out the latest and greatest in sports and news on MLB, PGA, NASCAR, WNBA, NBA, NFL, and NCAA News. Hey. I'm Murfinetti. You can say Murfinetti Collection is the newest, comfortable, luxurious, and trendy exclusive fashion line that fits its diverse clientele. From the music industry, to the sports world, to the judicial system, to the political world, <laughs> to the average everyday professional, Murfinetti Collection is the new way of life. www.murfinettifashions.mybigcommerce.com Once again, you can shop Murfinetti Collections at MurfinettiFashions.MyBigCommerce.com And now, back to DNA Sports Talk with Don Stinson and Asa Brown on WWWE 1100 AM. Hello, welcome back to DNA Sports Talk. We're bringing facts about sports. You don't agree? Say so. 404-603-8770. Also live on Periscope. On Facebook, got our resident tennis expert in the building with us, Stefan Rutherford. How you feeling, man? It's all good. Good? You good? Yes. You sure? Excellent. So tell us about the Super Bowl. What did you think before we get into tennis? Ho, 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 ho. It's what I expected. Oh, listen. Mahomes. There's no place like my home. <laughs> <laughs> Andy, I love you, you know? I'm happy. You know, you can't go wrong. I mean... San Francisco had it going on. A few minor glitches, I think, in deferring from the first start of the game. Okay. This is the last game of the season. Why are you going to defer? Do they know who they're playing with? You know? They didn't do anything when they got the ball. You only got three points. You didn't get seven points. You got to do something when you get the ball. Second half comes. They didn't do anything. I mean, they did a few things. Yeah, yeah. But you have to realize who's on the other side of the ball. And this is the last game. Put up or go home. Hey, no tomorrow, right? No tomorrow. It's only Disney World. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, Patrick Mahomes uh, did that by winning 31 to 20. So congratulations once again, as you know, being a 
Pennsylvania native, seeing Andy Reid all those times. Finally, make 21 is a sweet number. Yeah. Yes. Making it to so many uh, NFC championships and, and never getting it done. And, you know, the unfortunate thing when he lost Alex Smith and Mahomes was right there in his pocket waiting to show up, it all, good timing. Good, good timing. timing, right. Let's get the Australian Open. So, uh, on the women's side, we'll, ladies first. Uh, who's the champion and why are you surprised that the young 21-year-old won? I am not surprised. No, really? Because she played with an urgency for the last several months months of um, of uh, her matches, match play. And the last four people that she beat, she beat the number one player in the world. And then she, she took out the young phenom Coco, mm-hmm. took out another girl, Jabbar. Now she beats Muguruza, who went to high heights to get to the finals. She went to Tanzania, climbed Mount Kilimanjaro to get her recite back, mm. you know, because she's won Wimbledon. She's won the, the French Open, but now you find her ranked. Everyone gets to, to the number one ranking, and they just fall apart. No one can stay there. You got five Australian, new five Australian winners in the last five years. Wow. That's, that's, that, that's not... That's different. That's very different. So this young girl, 21-year-old, trained by her father. You can see at every point, she never, she ne- never really wanted to sit down. She has a lot of, in, lot of gears. And she has shots that you would think of her, of, a, of someone who's been around like like Serena, you know. But she's very feisty. She she's unforgettable. And so, so her name is Kennan. Yes, Sophia Kennan. Sophia Kennan. Is she? Is her game built to win more Grand Slams? <laughs> not not just in Australia, but at the other Grand Slam events. Uh, yes, French. Uh, Wilmington and U.S. Open. Well, that's the debate now. Who, Who's going to win the French? I mean, we could sit here and say something, but there's always... Andrescu was out uh, from Canada. She was out of the tournament. She had an injury. I think it's either a knee injury or a back injury. I think it's the knee. But the, this girl is still... She's hungry. You can see it on her face. She has intensity. She can serve well. She didn't double fault at all in the finals match. Mm. And, of course, we knew know what happened with... um um. Garbina, she melted. She double faulted the first set away. You cannot do that. That's a no no. And she double faulted, matched point away. You cannot do that. You got to spin the ball in. That's all. You're already down 40 15. Is it nerves? Yes, of course. It's nerves. (laughs) (laughs) No more, no less. Maybe maybe she saw that big check going down the drain. She wanted to try to ace her or something. That's that's two point five million dollars. I was just when you said big check. I was just gonna ask two point five. Ooh, could we use some of that? Man, <laughs> come on! <laughs> I can tell some real good Reggie Miller stories then. <laughs> caramel <laughs> cat. You tell some real caramel cat stories. Uh, on the men's side, Djokovic uh, won again. This is eighth Australian Open. This is his eighth, and he did. You know, he when he came out on the mat to the matches the last few. You know, since we were all on this. Um, the memorial of Kobe or what, what have you say on his jacket he had eight and twenty four, so that eight represented that he wanted to win that that eighth one, and he was down two sets to one. Normally, if you win the first set in any match, like he did with Federer, he he the, the winner at fourteen times they normally win the match. This time, I, I think he got resurrected or something because <laughs> because he was down two sets to one. He had no gas left. He was empty. Where does he, he get the Where ideas get from? And what happens? 
you know, it's in the locker room or, or whatever, but it's like uh, I, I, I thought Dominic team was going to dominate the whole match after that because who can come back to go, to go five sets? And that match was over four hours long. Is yeah. he the greatest? He's on his way. Okay. He has uh, the greatest. We, we, we asked that last week, and you, you were hesitant. <laughs> now he won again. I was just wondering if you changed your mind. When you, when you get past uh, Roger Federer, who has 20 slams, um, um, Rafael Nadal has 18. Now, guess what? The 32-year-old, he has um, 17. He's not far away. Now, he, he's been able to put back-to-back-to-back -to -back -to -back grand slams. He didn't do all in one year like Rod Labor did, but he's had the, I forget what they call it, the um, the, the, the no, Novak Slam or something, where he can win all four. Yeah, all four at one time. Yeah, all four at one time. But he didn't do it in the same calendar year yet. Only Rod, Rod Labor has done that two times. I don't think that... Can it be done again? We'll see. Let's let's come back at this at the end of the year. Because if he can get three more. But you saying that with, uh, you said Nadal has how many? 18. And he has 17? Yes. Nadal ain't but a year older True. than Djokovic. And he's the king of clay. So that's so the you, next tournament. So, yeah, so, so, so you know that's. Well, <laughs> you bro. can probably say for the next four or five years, he's going to at least win that one. Uh, and, you know, and you know Nadal will give you two. In a year, he'll give you two, two, two slams. He just can't get the Australian scenes like. This awesome, but he'll get you the French. He's only won once. He'll right. get you the French and he'll get you the U.S. Open. Yes, mm. I, I, I'm thinking. If I'm just saying, as far guys, as if he just do two, the dog at some point got to he got to pull off that that true. calendar year slam just to just to keep the doll off his tail. <laughs> he ain't right about to upstage the doll, huh? To upstage the doll, yeah. So you talking about Federer? He, he they both go past Federer. It, it's a Federer's thirty eight. Nadal's thirty three. Djokovic's thirty two. Right. It's, as long as Nadal doesn't get injured, and yeah. Djokovic doesn't get injured with his arm. Yeah. Because these guys are hitting the balls at hundred miles an hour on the ground strokes. I'm not talking about the, the serves. Yeah, yeah. I'm talking about <laughs> on the ground strokes. <laughs> just the I'm, of course, your arm's gonna break sometime. Yeah, right? just the return. The yes, return. Yeah. yeah, he's he's known as the greatest return to be outside of Jimmy Connors or oh, I'm sorry, Andre Agassi. Mm. So I mean, and all these guys have had wrist um, surgeries because of that. The ball is coming fast at the trajectory is like a brick. Someone throwing a brick at you. Yeah. Can you can you hit that back? But yeah, yeah, consistently. Yeah, yes. How how is the state of tennis from the men's standpoint? Is it good? Don't they have to talk about three guys, or does it need to be? I'm like, when is this going to stop? I mean, Zaria from uh, Germany had a good run, uh, but he got taken out in the, in the uh, semis. I thought he did had a good run after he played the ATP Cup. He just fell apart. Seems like. But he begat, regained himself. Sissipas lost kind of early. I didn't expect that. The Greek. Okay. Um, Stefano Sissipas. And then I'm thinking, it, it looks good. But these three men, they still have a hold on things. I mean, yeah. don't count Federer out. He got he played two crazy matches. Now, you know, they're on a different time zone, like 16 hours yeah. ahead. <laughs> I was up every night. Am I crazy? Am I crazy? A little bit, yeah. 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 <laughs> But she said, I couldn't stop <laughs> videotaping. <laughs> I mean, everything was exciting to me, you know? I'm like, this passion, how, how can I get some of that, some of those skills <laughs> in my bones so I can get out there and hit some of those balls like that? Because if you go through Singerin, um, tennis Singerin, that, that was a long match for Federer, and then a five-setter, and then another five-setter, and then you have to play a Djokovic there. Mm. We, we have to give him some kudos there or applaud 
for that. He could, he could have pulled the strings, but Novak is just like a um, 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 just like a Joe Frazier. He's not going down. You got to take him down. You know, that's the only only thing. So, um, and if you're gonna play, Federer is gonna play against him again. I think he may need a two-handed backhand. Really? <laughs> yeah. He's just too solid off of both wings. Not that Federer isn't, but he's going to have to do something, get in the weight room or something, because he had nothing left either. You know, to go so we say the same thing about Federer that we were saying about uh, Serena. Serena last week. Does he need to... You, so you say he needs to gain so he needs to do something. No, I don't to, mean to, that like literally. Well, I mean, but to, to last longer, if he's going to wind up going to these Slice. four, five... Yes, and he um, if he hits a drop shot, Djokovic will outthink him and hit a he hit an inside out drop shot that made Federer you know he deked him yeah and it's it's crazy how are you gonna hit the drop shot for a drop shot for a winner and he did that time and time again so he's a he's outthinking Federer in some ways and you got to get the serve in if you don't get the serve in you see what what can happen with Muguruza she totally lost it she was in total control of the match and she lost it same thing with Federer he didn't get his first serves in and and uh, Novak was just sitting there closing in to the baseline and taking taking advantage of it you know and what about the women's side how is that in a good place where it's basically Wide open, or do we need? It's wide open now. If we were to predict, I mean, look what happened to Osaka. Where did she go? We we, we expected her to, to do something here. She's the she was the uh, former champion last year. Mm -hmm. She couldn't defend her championship. So you know, you we, we give them the, the the platform to stay there, stay there, and lock it up, throw away the key. But we can't. Because there's always someone else, which is good for 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 the women's tennis. That's good. And this okay. is good for, for for men's tennis because if these guys wanted these younger guys, that the next gen, that um, Taylor Fritz from U.S. and and uh, the um, uh, uh, um, Stefano Sissipas and some of those other guys, they got to show up. You got to show up big time against the because they have a little bit more wisdom, a lot, lot more talent and experience. But I, I, for the men's side, I'm just sitting here looking at age. You got you know Djokovic at thirty two, Nadal thirty three, Federer thirty eight. Then there's a big drop off, and this is the rankings. So from from rank from the fourth ranked men to the eighth ranked men, men, the average age is somewhere like twenty three. It's amazing. So there's a twelve year difference. I, I don't think these I don't think these younger guys catch up until. Djokovic, Nadal, and Federer get, get older. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. They got to die first, man. <laughs> I mean, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. They ain't going to know how to fight, huh? Hey, hey, what I'm trying to say, you know, they, you know, I mean, obviously now, because of training and, 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 and technology or whatever, you are able to play longer. And if you notice, these guys are over, I mean. Well, play at a high level longer. Players are over the million, I mean, $100 million yeah. in their careers. They can afford the trainers. They yeah. can afford all this entourage that follows them yeah. everywhere. You got a physicist. You got a, a mental guy. You got to have a mental guy. Yeah. If you don't have a mental guy, then something's wrong. And, you know, some of these other guys like Zeriev, or, uh, he's going through several coaches. He's going for Ivan Lindor. He's going through Andre Agassi. I mean, it's like they keep – and same thing, Rannick. He gets injured a lot. He's going through a lot of coaches. Even John McEnroe has tried to coach him. But the, so you, you need some kind of squad that's going to stay around with you. Djokovic fired his whole team that helped him get to yeah. those 16, um, 17 uh, Grand Slams. 
then he rehired them back. Because <laughs> he realized he needed them. Hello. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. So you got to have this entourage there around there, your, your, your nucleus that's going to help you to get to the next level and stay there. These guys can't afford that yet. You're looking at, this is a question I wanted to know. In coaching, there's always your coach that's in the stands there. How much of the cheating really goes on as the signals and because this was brought out in the U.S. Open where Serena was, you know, well, she know. said she didn't see her coach make a signal and everything. How much of that really goes on? All day, every day. It's been <laughs> like that for a thousand years. And I think it's, it's only fair. I mean, just because they give you a signal, that doesn't mean that it's going to work or tell you what to do. They come on the court. And, and they tell you what to do. That doesn't mean it's going to work. But their coach is, is, is counteracting that to whatever you, they're thinking anyway. It's a, tennis is a psychology, game of psychology, cat and mouse. And, and who's ever on their day, if you're very fit and you can think fast enough, that's why I have to give it to some of these young girls to get up to this. That's, that's, that's here compared to where they were maybe within the last year or so. You know, ranked over 100 and 200 in the world. That's huge. Big jump. So going back to... Coco, she can do that because she's had that kind of understanding of what's happening on and off the court and got that that um, kind of um, coaching on yeah. the sideline because that's what they do in the juniors. They're allowed to do that. Okay. Okay. So I'm looking forward to a change there. Um, I mean, what kind of – I mean, and like I said, it got brought up with the Serena, but I mean, what what is – you know, I'm a novelist to it. You know, I mean, what is it? This is baseball. If I touch my touch my nose, mm-hmm. that means do a volley, or you know, like what what is the closer, the, go closer to the net? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I sneeze, yeah. and ain't nobody else. Like, hey. like, like what? You know, what's uh, what what? My what? recommendation is don't have the coach get the signals if there are any signals. I can't say that there are any classic signals like that in doubles. There is, okay. you know, you, you're communicating with your your partner on the court. You get different circles, um, signals on where to serve, mm-hmm. um, what type of serve, and and what you're going to do if you're going to move or not. But there, I'm thinking that it's like everybody wants to try to get the extra edge, like in baseball. Yeah. We ain't going that far. Astros. That's why I said is it my nose? Like like yeah. what is it that Well I'm I'm thinking I'm thinking like this. If they can it's um, as long as it's not taking any time away, because they do have a shot clock. Yeah. As long as it's not taking any time away, it makes it more interesting to see what's going on. And you know, from the fans uh, perspective and also the coaches perspective and um and to get that. If we wanna if they wanna get more people involved in the game, I don't see anything wrong with it. It's not gonna. It's not gonna change anything. I mean, because most times they show the coach in the stands anyway. Yes. You know what I mean? Like they oh, know where they're sitting. Yeah. So my yeah. thing is, don't, don't, don't give the signal to the coach. Get you, get you, get a new person every time over there to give some signal. Uh, yes. So yeah. the coach has somebody else. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Hello. Put grandma up there. They can't. She's so, very yeah. unexpected. You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be smart. Yeah. Just cheering the all. So you. Yeah. If so I clap like I, this. I, that means I mean, you start. But if I clap yeah. like this, then. I mean, I guess basically at the end of the day, you saying. Like, I don't care in baseball that they stealing signs. I because you still got to can't videotape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. The stealing signs been going on forever too. But I think the general public to the baseball to this analogy, baseball didn't really go hard on the Astros because the general public didn't care. Outside of you a Dodgers fan or you know who they played the, the Red Sox. Yeah, but you can't three. be sitting there holding your jersey because you got a. I get you, but uh, I'm just saying uh, I don't think the general public in tennis would care. Thing. 
Because we don't know. Because we, well, we don't know, <laughs> you know. too. You, he ain't hitting the ball. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like now we're wondering why. Yeah. How I mean, come all of a sudden? You mean the top pitchers, three pitchers in the league in the playoffs? They just don't show up. Something's wrong here. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's right. <laughs> but there's no way that's gonna happen in tennis because of a of a coach no. giving signals in the stand is not gonna really change the impact on the on the court. Or am I? I don't. I don't. I don't foresee it. It just doesn't change like that. Again, tennis. You out there by yourself. Self, yeah. You know, you get ner- the nerves are so intense. I'm not on that level, but I can think on that level. I can only imagine what it's like. So if you see that you got her on a, on a roll here, you have to realize, well, let me just bring her in, see what she's going to do about that. You can figure things out for yourself. Yeah. But sometimes you need a little lift, a little motivation from a coach or someone, yeah. you know, just to get you going. You may not need it. Yeah. it didn't seem like he needs Something happens here, though. You know? He reached down and got that mama mentality. Yeah. Something <laughs> at that point and realized, hey, I got to step it up. Yeah. Is the coach the same person as your, I guess, psychiatrist or whatever? Can they play the dual role? Or it depends. It if you play, the, if you play, now if you got a guy who, who's been out there, that's why they hire these former players. They know because they've all been, you get, they had, if you notice for a minute there, all of them were hiring Grand Slam winners. The Agassiz, the, the um, Lindos, um, Becker, you know. And some of them last longer than the others, but, you know, that little input gives you a little boost there, you know. So, to that point, if you're, you're let's say you're getting to finals but not finishing, do you go and try to offer more money to an Agassiz who has now helped, we'll say, Djokovic win you know, three or four? If you're trying to win one of the big four or you're trying to get your rankings up, you, you would have to. Again, you have Coco. She is surrounded by the best Federer's team. And um, Paul Anacone used to be Federer's coach, but he is being coached by a guy who really wasn't a top – he was a top player, but he was a, more of a spoiler than anything. Uh, I can't think of his name off the top of my head. It's Federer's coach right now, but he, he, they got the best representation – Best agents, best everything. So she's in good hands. You can't do this game is an expensive game. You need the mental guy, you, you know, someone who knows about psychology or sports psychology. You need the coach who knows about the strategy of the game. And you need a fitness person that's going to keep you ready for these long five, six hour matches like we saw several years ago where they, they at the end of the match, Nadal and Djokovic, they, they had to give them a chair. Because the match was so long that the the uh, cer- ceremony went on so long. So the the more money, the better you can play, yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who's willing to give up the, the biggest bucks? Mm, you know. Yeah. What uh, What about Christian Eubanks? That's here in Atlanta. Is he ever going to get to a point where we start seeing him in quarterfinals, semifinals? He plays a lot of challenges matches. You have to go far out of the way to find out what he's doing. Of course, there's a possibility. I think that he seemed like he could be a, a great grass court player, but there's only a few grass court events, and that's only just after the French Open. You got about three weeks of that, and that's about. It. He can. He's a hard court player. Maybe have to bulk up a little bit. Um, Sissy Paul, not Sissy Paul, um, um, Francis TFO. He's he's been in the weight room as well. Okay. I think that um, um, Eubanks. I've I've seen him play when he was at Georgia Tech. Um, I think that, again, it's going to take take up some breaks, and uh, he's going to probably need some more more help as well. More help. Uh-huh. I Sponsorship. Because I know, like, for here in Atlanta, 
Coco seems to have the women's side to where, you know, people here locally can cheer for her and watch her. Outside of Eubanks, I don't know anybody else from like the Atlanta area that we can watch and kind of keep our eye on. Not as far as male, yet I keep yeah. my eyes open as well. But well, we did have the young lady, uh, Taylor Townsend, some years ago. She has never gotten past the, I guess, um, low, high 75, something like that, a ranking. Uh, she's, she's a lefty. She should be doing a lot better. But she's still out there. Don't know what happened to Donald Young. He um, He's up there now. He's getting 31, 32. Hasn't really uh, done what we expected. A lot of pressure out there. It's a lot of pressure. And the reason why I bring up Atlanta is because we talked before. Atlanta has the biggest tennis community in the United States. So you right. would think coming out of such a huge community, even though most of it is social, there are some players that should be making a name for themselves on that kind of level. Like you said, should be. Should be, right. We, <laughs> all, we, all, we all want to have our little student and and sit in one of those championship boxes at some of these matches, but it's, it's like um, it's a, it's, it's a lot of education for this game now, knowing that every, all the eyes are focused on this area, and it takes a lot of... They, they got to be out there 17 hours a day, and these kids... Don't have that kind of time. They don't put the time to it. I've, I've met a lot of kids that were homeschooled um, doing this, but it has to be total focus. And unfortunately, the kids got to have a life as well. Yeah. I talk to, I talk to people almost every day about this, about kids and what they're doing with their kids, and they want to have the next next basketball player, next football player, and they're doing well. But there there are a lot of other kids out there doing the same thing: homeschool, training. They have to go to some of these academies further south or Europe. It used to be all the all the kids would go to the academy, the, the academies that in, in um, Florida, Nick Bolateri's, from Asia, Europe, all over the world. Now even Andy Murray, he trained in the Spanish train atmosphere. That's how he got to know how to play on clay, how to have a diverse game. You got to do the opposite of what everyone else is doing. My recommendation is go to go to the Nadal Academy, go to the Djokovic Academy. I'm not sure what if um, Federer has one. I know Agassi has one in Las Vegas. Maybe there are some kids. I know academically some of these places are doing fine, but I think you have to. I always thought you have to go against the grain of what everybody else is doing because then everyone everyone can see what you're doing. You know, you you don't want them to know what you're doing. So has the technology played a huge factor in separating kids as far as skill set? No, because some, again, that training is so important and the the kids have to want to have it. I mean, the the rackets has changed some. They're very light. Uh, The the, the strings are, are phenomenal. You don't have to have these strings made of these that make it out of cat gut and now it's a synthetic gut that you have that are durable and and they're still thin they don't pop as fast okay and the ball i got telling you you can with these rackets and the strings and the little lead that they put lead on on the sides of the racket like they use on the golf clubs they give you more power when you strike the ball if you look closely on, on the on the perimeter on the inside perimeter of the rackets you'll notice these long lead stripes and looks they're silver, that adds some little extra pop. But you have to hit it exactly, the exact timing. So technology has played some, but if you don't have the skill, like when the girl hit that inside out 
forehand. That comes from confidence of hitting that shot over and over. You hit an inside out. You're going from right to left on the ball, and the ball goes the opposite way and bounces back. <laughs> you got you like it's like someone like a, a Harden breaking somebody's legs, take a step up, and they're, they're rolling down the bowling alley or something like that. You know, and that, that's what she did. I'm like, whoa, this 21 year old girl. You know? so I guess yeah, you can get your legs broken out there. You know, the analogy with baseball, you still gotta have hand-eye coordination yes. as much as you change the bats or. Cork them if you want to, whatever. Yeah. You still got to be able to see the you ball, still hit the ball. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Nothing replaces that at the end of no, the day. No, no. Skill and talent. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, PGA, before we get up out of here, uh, congratulations to Webb Simpson. He won in the playoffs out in Phoenix at the Waste Management over um, Tony Finau. Mm-hmm. Yeah, who was walking around with the Kobe jersey yep. on, uh, on the par 316, the famous hallway. They scream and cheer. They he birdied uh, twice, mm-hmm. Friday and Saturday, and had a one shot lead going into 18. But Webb Simpson birdied it. They went back to 18 for the playoff, and then they won again. But it was a nice tribute to Kobe on the 16 green on Sunday. They had 24 paces off, and they ate 24 paces from the front, eight paces from the right to set the hole, and they did it exactly at 8:24. They needed one shot, and it just <laughs> missed it. Yeah, that was his chance. Birdie for the win, <laughs> and that would have been it. You say you choke. <laughs> I'm sorry, Tony. Simpson was off on the um, almost in the rough there, and he but he he, he birdied from 15 feet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, it's unbelievable. Hey, that's what happens sometimes. <laughs> Ball bounces right. Let everybody know how they can find you and reach you. Stefan Relaford at Yahoo.com. It is. And you can find DNA Sports Talk on Twitter. DNA Sports Talk on Instagram. DNA Sports Talk on Snapchat. DNA Sports Talk on Facebook. Reach us directly. DNA Sports Talk at Gmail. Website. www.dnasportstalk.com. Back in next Monday. On WWE 1100 AM. See y'all next week. Peace. Welcome to DNA Sports Talk. This is Don the D and DNA. This is Ace of the A and DNA. Where we come to you live each and every Monday, 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. On WWE AM 1100, iRadio Now, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio. Where we bring the facts about sports. If you don't agree, say so. Yeah.